Welcome to Victory Today. I am so pleased that you've joined us because we are talking about some vitally important stuff right now that's going to help you to renew your mind, win the battle of the flesh, and receive all that God has for you. Because, friend, right now we are talking about the relationship between your spirit, your soul, and your physical body. And the last time we talked about how as a society we are becoming more and more body focused and how people have rejected any kind of objective truth and they've decided that their feelings, their emotions and the sense that they have right in this moment, well, that's the most important thing. And that's going to be their truth. It's going to be their guide. And we saw how that kind of a belief is not only completely at odds with the Word of God, but why living that way, which the Bible calls living according to the flesh, will keep you defeated. It'll see you overwhelmed by fear and doubt. And friend, it will prevent you from enjoying the victory that Jesus won for you on the cross. Man, we covered some really important things last episode. We talked about transhumanism and why there's such a push to elevate the physical above the spiritual these days so that through scientific and technological advances, people can try and solve all the problems of the world. And they want to do all that, friend, without God. Because really, at the heart of that push is this idea that we are so wonderful, that we are so incredibly smart and intelligent. You know, the Bible says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. The idea is we are so evolved, so smart, so incredible, so technological, that we really are gods. And that's what people are trying to do. They're trying to create a a whole system whereby they are in charge, they deny anything to do with God and his word, and they just want to put self on the pedestal. So if you missed that, go back and have a listen to it, because we talked about some really important stuff. But you know, we began this little series of messages a few weeks ago by looking in 2 Corinthians 5, where it says, for we know that if our earthly house, this tent of ours, is destroyed... We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And we said that Paul here is making the point that as believers, we are not to idolize the body. We are not to put our trust in the physical, in our senses. Why not? Well, because there's coming a day, he says, when our body's going to stop working, right? And we're going to leave this earthly house. We're going to move into a home made by God that will function perfectly and it will last forever. He calls it a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So let's talk about that for a few minutes. Is this referring to a new body? Well, yes, And no, actually, it's what the Bible calls a glorified body. And that's important because the body that Paul's referring to here, it's not new in the sense that it's nothing like the one that we have now. It is this body, but it's glorified, it's upgraded, it's transformed. So the glorified body that you're going to get one day, that I'm going to get one day, it's actually you, but it's a much better you, okay? And I mention that today because many believers don't treat their bodies like they should. I mean, sadly, some people even despise their bodies, and that is because they kind of take the attitude, well, you know, I'm going to get rid of this old thing pretty soon enough, and then I'll get a brand new one. 
<laughs> well, as I said, that is not exactly what the Bible teaches. So I really do want to encourage you. Be thankful for your body. Be thankful for what God has blessed you with. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Honor God with your body. Don't ever despise how he made you. Because friend, one day when your body is transformed, when it's glorified, when it's changed, and you get to see yourself in your glorified state, man, I can assure you right now that you will be very, very happy with your body. Okay? So, The Word of God says that there's coming a time when these physical bodies of ours are going to dissolve. That's why we say ashes to ashes, dust to dust, right? They're going to dissolve and we will get glorified bodies that will last for eternity. But it doesn't ignore the fact that right now today, while we're down here on earth, there are some challenges with our natural earthly bodies. Listen to it. Verse 2, Paul says, We grow weary in our present bodies, and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. The New King James says that we groan in our present earthly bodies. Now, why do we groan? Why do we grow tired of our natural bodies? Well, because they're mortal. Amen? Because they're flawed. Because as believers, we know that our bodies have been corrupted by sin. And because of that, we have to be honest, they give us trouble from time to time, right? You know, recently, Megan and I went on an 800-kilometer trip interstate to see our parents. But as I pulled out of the driveway, the cars just loaded to the roof. I drive down the street, and I'm not two minutes away when all of these warning lights came on, lighting up the dash like a Christmas tree. And so I didn't know what was going on. It's telling me the airbag's gone off. It's telling me that the gears got problems. The engine's got problems. Everything, every sensor and everything's coming on. So I pull over. I try and get it, you know, the things to turn off and do all this, switch the car off, switch the car on. Now I don't have a speedo. I'm driving down the street and all the lights are still on. Now all my gears don't work and the car's revving like crazy at the lights and people are honking horns and I almost had an accident. It was really bad. So I had to try and, you know, get that car home. We had to switch to our old car, repack the car. There was no way I was going to take that car 800 kilometers to another state because there was something wrong with it. Well, when we came back from our trip, I took it to my mechanic and he did all his diagnosis. And it turned out that something had corrupted the computer in my car. And as a result, nothing was working the way that it should work. I mean, the engineers, the manufacturers of that car designed it to work in a certain way. But because the computer got corrupted, everything got affected and very quickly it became a challenge to drive. It was dangerous. Well, friend, that's what happened to our earthly houses, our bodies. The Bible says that they were corrupted. Now, we know from the book of Genesis that when God created bodies for Adam and Eve, they were perfect. Amen? But when they sinned, death came in. And the Bible tells us that death is corruption. And we know that this corruption not only impacted Adam and Eve, but every person born afterwards, apart from Jesus. Okay? So, the Bible is very clear that sin and death brought corruption to what was originally a perfect body. And as a result of that, you and I today, we experience the effects of that. 
We experience in our bodies the effects of sin, death, and the curse. Well, how do we experience it? Well, we experience it when things don't work the way they were intended or when things wear out over time, right? Or they get diseased. Why does that happen? Well, it's all due to corruption. And that is something that we've all got to deal with because nobody's earthly house is perfect. I mean, you could look at some young, fit, super athlete and you could conclude that their body, man, their body is absolutely perfect until you looked a little closer, right? And soon enough, you would find there were little things that were worn out, things that were damaged, little deformities, imperfections, systems that weren't quite as strong or as healthy as they should be. I'm saying that they could appear on the outset to be a perfect human specimen. But actually, every person is imperfect in multiple ways. I mean, you know yourself that when you say, yeah, I'm fit, I'm healthy, nothing hurts in my body. What does that mean? Well, all it means is that your body is currently functioning normally. But that's a long way from perfection. Amen. That's a long way from being flawless. But friend, according to the word of God, there is coming a time when the corruptible is going to become incorruptible. When what's mortal is going to be changed to immortality. So you ought to be encouraged by that today because very soon God is going to fix everything that's been corrupted. And you, friend, are going to enjoy that perfect glorified body forever. Amen and amen. And any one of us who's ever had a pain can agree with that and say, thank you, Jesus. See, what we don't like now What we get frustrated with now when it comes to our bodies are the imperfections, okay? The issues, the problems, the faults. We don't like the corruption. It's not that our earthly house that God has given us is poorly designed. No, it's awesome. What we don't like is the way in which it's been corrupted by sin and death and the curse. But as we've been saying, it won't be long. And that upgrade will be ours. And so I really want to encourage you today, if you're not already, begin thanking God on a regular basis for your house, for your body. I want you to develop the habit of thanking him for it rather than despising it, rather than becoming fixated on what's not working the way that you'd like. You want to be thankful for your house. You want to be grateful for it, appreciative of it, recognizing the blessing of it and treating it properly. What did Paul say? He said, For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. Okay, so that is what we all want, right? We want it to change. We don't want our bodies to be earthly and corrupted. We want them to be heavenly and eternal and perfect. And we know that that's coming one day, but it's not right now, this moment. And so there's a tension. Verse 3. Paul says, if indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent, we groan. We've been burdened, not because we want to be unclothed. And what's he he saying here? He's saying we're not groaning because we want to lose our bodies and float around like a disembodied spirit. No, Paul says not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality might be swallowed up by life. 
In other words, what we want most of all is for the sin and the curse and the death and everything that's been corrupted, we want all of that to be done away with so that our bodies will never again be negatively impacted by those things. So that we'll never age, we'll never break down, we'll never again get a disease, we'll never have a failing immune system, we'll never have aches and pains and strains and all of that awful stuff that sin and the curse and death have brought about. Okay, so that is what we want. And friend, I want to encourage you today, if you're going through some stuff, if you're facing some challenges physically, if you can just be patient, if you can just stay the course, be thankful just a little bit longer. I'm telling you soon and very soon, all that is going to be fixed. Verse 5 says, now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. That's awesome. It's saying we can be sure that this is going to happen. But for now, we've got a responsibility to be faithful to our earthly calling. Amen? He's making the point that the Holy Spirit will witness to our spirit. He is our guarantee that God has promised that this is going to happen. But until then... We've got to stay in our body long enough to finish our course. Amen. We, got to, we don't want to check out too soon. We've got a job to do. We're going to stay in our body long enough, keep it healthy and good, in good working order and receive our healing and breakthroughs and all of those things, renew our mind. We're going to stay in our body being led by the Spirit. And we're going to do that long enough to finish our course, run our race and keep the faith. Amen. Verse 6, Paul says, So we are always confident, knowing that while we're at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, that's a little phrase that's been thrown around a lot, to walk by faith and not by sight. What does it actually mean? Well, here he's talking about the fact that even though we're in a relationship with Jesus, we don't see him. We can't touch him. We can't perceive him right now with our natural physical senses. So we are walking with the Lord, but we're doing it day by day, moment by moment, by faith. And it's going to be that way for as long as we're in the body. But when we leave the body, verse 8 says, we are confident, yes, well pleased to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So when we leave the body, we leave the earth and we go to be with the Lord. And so we're no longer at home in the body, right? We've left that old body behind. We slip out of our body and we go to be with him. And friend, that is why, as believers, with the kind of hope that we have of a glorified body, with the hope that we have of eternity with King Jesus, we don't go to the cemetery and stand around the gravestone and have a conversation with the person. Why not? Well, because they're not there. Amen? Now, their old house might be there, but they are not there. Friend, the Bible says we aren't supposed to grieve like those who have no hope. That doesn't mean that you won't miss someone. 
It doesn't mean that you won't shed a tear thinking about the times that you spent together and longing to see them again, but rather than allowing yourself to become overwhelmed with grief and sadness and loss, friend, it would be far, far better for you to think about where they are right now. Amen? Because according to what we just read, they are right now, this moment, present with the Lord. They're inhabiting their glorified bodies. They are enjoying perfect intimacy with him in a place where there's no curse, no death, no corruption, no decay, and no pain. I'm saying that instead of being overwhelmed by sorrow, you'll realize that even if it's another 10 years, 20 years, 30 years before you get to see them again, man, that time is going to go by so quickly. And before you know it, You'll see them and you're going to have plenty of time in eternity to catch up. And so we are confident. Yes, we are well pleased. Why? Why are we confident and well pleased? Because we know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so we hold on to that truth. Even through the difficult times, we hold on to that truth. We stay in peace. We keep that joy in our heart and we have an expectancy that we're going to see our loved ones again and it's going to be so much better and richer and deeper and more wonderful than any kind of relationships that we've enjoyed down here. But let's not forget the point. Let's not forget what Paul is saying here. He's saying that when you are absent from the body, well, that's it. You're present with the Lord, right? Which means that in order to finish your course and the assignment that God has for you, do what he's put you here to do in this generation, friend. You got to stay the course. You got to stay in the body. Amen. You got to stay healthy. You can't give in to depression and discouragement. You can't allow the lies of the enemy to steal your peace and your joy and to flood you with fear and cause you to give up and quit. No, you got to honor God with your body. you got to recognize that it is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You've got to choose each day when your feet hit the floor to be led by your spirit under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And you've got to refuse to give in to the pressures of the flesh. Well, let that encourage you today. Ask God to continue showing you from his word who you are in him, what it is that you have because of Jesus and what he's called you to do to be a blessing to those around about you. Because I just get a sense that as you're growing in these things, you're starting to get more and more victories. You're starting to see breakthroughs. And can I encourage you, if you're facing a physical challenge right now, As we've been talking, let's not stay focused on the physical, on our senses. Let's believe what the Word of God says about us and let's spend our time thanking Him for what it is that we do have. Thank Him that healing is ours. Thank Him that provision is ours. Let's get into a place of thankfulness because, friend, I couldn't tell you the number of times that in my own life and in those around about me, that as we've got our attention off of ourselves and the physical stuff that's going on and got our focus on him and what his word promises and get to thanking him, that is when the manifestation comes. That is when the breakthrough comes. 
Well, if you're enjoying these messages, don't forget to subscribe so you'll always know when there's a new episode. And while you're at it, leave us a review or a five-star rating. That helps other people to find this podcast. Let people in your world know about Victory Today and let's together help people to walk in freedom. Until next time, check out newboldministries.com. Have an awesome week and I'll talk to you again soon.